What's going on, everybody? This is Kodos with the Yolt Podcast. I'm here with my co-star, Jared. Yep, yep. All right. I got a pretty... Ignore pretty... my sounds. Like, I don't understand why I, use... I just did sounds for some reason. Hey, like, it got the attention. Okay. I, I guess. It kind of reminded me of, like, Yip Yip. Have you ever seen uh, Aang, like, the Avatar? Not for a long time. No? Yeah. Like, when we were kids, it was really popular. But, like, he had this uh, flying bison. And it's uh, whenever he oh, went to ride you... it, yeah. he would say, Yip Yip. And I don't. I just said yip yip for some reason. So, anyways, <laughs> hey, maybe uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's just kind of forget about that. <laughs> I, I got a good "would you rather" question. Well, okay. sort of. So, would you rather live on the ark with all the smelly animals, or live in the desert for forty years? Ooh. Um, well, you got to think on the ark. How long it was, was the ark? Uh, forty days and forty nights. He was on the ark. Oh, I so think... that's not too bad. I well, and and on top of that. The only people alive after that is your family. Yeah, and I, and I'd I be know. pretty annoyed. You yeah, know? <laughs> and I love my family to death, but I can only stand, uh, uh, you know, like yeah. being around them for so long. I've almost done 18 years. I want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, like, I don't. But then again, well, I mean, in the desert, mm, they were worshiping, like, idols and stuff. And I don't want to be mixed true. in with them. And, they were complaining 24-7, too. Yeah, that's forty years though. That like you're just wandering. So I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the the forty days with stinking animals. Yeah, I, I just wear a nose plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even then, I guess uh, your olfactory nerves, like your nose, would just get used to it, the smell. So, that's like, very true. Yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. I, I plus, I bet you yourself don't smell the best because you you haven't been able to shower. You aren't. That's true. Arc. That's true. Unless so. you just jump off the boat occasionally. I'm just kidding. Well, I, you know, it's a pretty well, deep oh, ocean at that wait, time. I lied. I'm misinformed. It was raining for 40 days and 40 nights, but they were on the boat for like a year or something like that. I'd still do it though. I, I would too. But it's like, just a big cruise, <laughs> a big wooden, smelly, animally cruise. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's very cheap, very, very cheap. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. I mean, you're you're spending time with all of those animals. It's a very mm-hmm. cheap. Um, but like you're spending time with all those animals and like you know in your head like oh okay so these animals these are the animals that i'm the reason this species goes extinct or not exactly and so then like (laughs) like you get to befriend the animals maybe actually though yeah it is making sure they live and then of course on top of that like you don't want other animals to eat those animals when they get off of the boat i bet that was hectic i'm sure god had a part in that was like yeah i bet yeah because I but, bet no, I bet not Noah. Wait, yeah, Noah. I, anyway, I bet he couldn't get all those animals in a line on that <laughs> ship. Right. I bet it's but, not like what the pictures look like. But yeah, no, definitely not. And like the, the I've re- I've looked at some stuff and like they theorized that or, uh, theologians think that like they had baby versions of animals on there. It makes more sense so they could fit stuff. Oh, but, that like, would actually make a lot more sense. But like, yeah, and like they had kinds, not species. That's what Bible yeah. says. And but it's anyways, that's a different topic. But like I think about it and like. So there had to be – had to have been some sort of, like, big cat or, like, a cat, right? Mm-hmm. And so cats eat a puma. bugs. Yeah, for real, though. But, like, cats eat animals, like, lions, yeah. too, right? So, like, how, how did these meat eaters live without eating other animals? Or did God just provide for them in such a way that they ate greenery until there's so many animals that they just kind of were able to kind of do what they do now? I don't know. That's a very good question. Anyways, off topic. Uh, to answer the question, I'm going to go ARC 100% of the time. I'm telling you, though, the fish, they cheated that system, man. I know. They got so – well, <laughs> Well, actually, I, I take that back. <laughs> okay, so, like, the I, I'm thinking – so there's freshwater fish and then there's ocean saltwater fish, right? 
Cool. But like the the rain was fresh water, right? So like the oceans would have been... added salt to it, you never know. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But like the the rain would have been fresh water and that probably would have diluted the salt in the ocean so much that this the ocean fish wouldn't. What do you think all that water went? Um the beneath ground. the crust, yeah, in the in the ground. Because it, de- it definitely didn't slip off the earth. I know that much. <laughs> hey, so. the earth could be flat. No, I'm kidding. I'm not even. Nope. I, I don't. I don't even know enough about that theory, and I'm not even talking about it's, it. <laughs> it's weird, but I. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I, all I'm saying is it's round. But we're not yeah. talking politics now. <laughs> or conspiracy <laughs> theories occasionally. I mean, I do love yeah. a good conspiracy theory. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah, they're so fun. Like, oh. And I know that the flat Earth theory is semi-rooted biblically, but uh, I don't know enough about it. The Bible it, debunks it. it, though. Uh, well, like it talks said, about the roundness yeah. of the Earth, doesn't well, it? Well, that's the uh, their argument, I know for a fact, is because it's called the firm, firmament, firm, firmament. And uh, so they're claiming that the Earth is round. It's just not spherical. And so anyways, what? yeah. And, and I think anyways. How would we not know? Because like we could just... <laughs> Go like people have been on a plane that go from one side yeah. of the earth to uh, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, it, anyway, yeah. so Matthew yeah. twelve. Um, <laughs> let's just jump right into it, I guess. Yep, we're continuing so, the series on Matthew twelve. Oh yeah. So uh, to review what happened last time, what happened last time? You you gave that. Yeah. So so basically, um, Jesus is doing what he was doing, going and healing people. So he had uh, this doing Jesus things. Chapter exactly. Chapter ten was the motivational speech to the disciples, um, and so then he they leave a large following. Asked about John the Baptist. So it's kind of like a John the Baptist kind of chapter. Matthew eleven mm-hmm. was his special and, uh, episode. Yeah, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, look, John, because he is both a prophet and preparer for me, because he you know, prepared the way for me. He was, uh, he's greater than, he's like greater than yada, yada, yada. But he said, even the least yada, of them yada, will yada. be among, yeah, be it, the, even the least of these will be greater than him in heaven. And so, um, and then it ended with him, uh, renouncing all the towns that didn't repent after seeing his miracles. And then he says, well, you know what, just come to me all who are weary. I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. So, and then that's what leads into Matthew chapter 12, which did you see episode six of the chosen? Is it out now? It, yeah, they live streamed it last night. And oh, I missed it. Oh man, I was at youth group. I think. Yeah, it's it's, it's all good though because uh, the first half of this chapter is perfectly exemplified in, really? in epi- episode six. Yeah. Dang, I should have watched it. Well, now you can go watch it and be able to know what's going to happen. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, or or even get a better understanding of it because if I hadn't watched it, it probably would have been really confusing to me. Honestly. Yeah, because I, I I was reading this and I was just it was a struggle, man. I will tell you yeah. what. Yeah, well, I, I say this um, for the listeners. Uh, is this, this is actually like a like I think this might be one of my favorite chapters in Matthew. So, um, well, let's just 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 dive into it. Let's just the let next the one is my all time favorite, Matthew thirteen. Oh, it Ooh, is. It is true. so good, man. Like I, I flip my page, and I'm not yeah. kidding you when I say almost every line is highlighted, <laughs> and there's yeah. notes everywhere. That's a good one. Uh, uh, here, I'll say this. Matthew 12 is my favorite up until this point. <laughs> so, all right, but uh, all right. take it away. So, first off, we start, it's a day of Sabbath. Do you know a lot about the Sabbath? I know a little bit about it. Um, I know it's pretty much a day of just rest. And day how of rest, yep. one person explained it to me was God didn't need the rest. Okay, he's mm-hmm. God, he can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. But he wanted us to have a day of rest. So, pretty much yep. on that day, usually Saturday or Sunday, 
A lot of people think it's Saturday. A lot of people think it's Sunday. Whatever, you know, that's, I don't know. Just the, the seventh day, the last day of the week. Yes. Uh, so pretty much you can't work at all. Like mm-hmm. not even tie a knot. You know, you, can, you can't go do a harvest. You can't do anything. Yep. In those times rest. for sure. Yes. Yeah. You just rest in that days. Yep. And so pretty much where it starts off is Jesus and the disciples, they're going through a field and they're super hungry. So pretty much they go to this field and it says, and they begin to pick some head off the grain. So they're mm-hmm. getting some whatever, making some bread probably. And then the, some Pharisees walk oh. by. What? Sorry, I just had a thought. Um, oh, you're good. You asked about the Sabbath, and I know they weren't supposed to, to pick harvest on the Sabbath. So yeah. since it's the Sabbath and they're picking, that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Like okay, any form of work at all, they yeah. just weren't supposed to do. Interesting. So, so pretty much the Pharisees see this, and they're like, oh. And it says uh, in 12.2, it says, See, your disciples are doing what is unlawful and not to do on the Sabbath. Mm. And then Jesus gets a little sassy. <laughs> okay. And he talks about how David back then, you know, they were like, when they were hungry, uh, they went, they entered the house of God and they ate in, in his presence and stuff, which is not lawful for them, it says, for, mm. for those with him to eat, but only for the priest, question mark. So I think it's talking about, what do you think that's talking about? Because I, I was really confused about this whole part right here. Yeah, so he he was saying like in uh, I forget the book, but he was referencing scripture. And he's like, "Don't you know about King David? Like he and his friends broke into broke the law because they ate the priest's bread. Because on the the Sabbath, only the priests were allowed to eat this like priestly bread or something like that. Mm-hmm. So because they ate it, they broke the law." Yeah. So Jesus basically it, this chapter really shows the tension between these two. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus and the Pharisees, they weren't yeah. the bestest of friends, which really doesn't make sense because pharisees you know trying to teach the word of god and they're just like you know yeah you would think but in this chapter like it really comes to a head and we'll talk about it but like it it, is like the tension it finally boils over so but to keep going Mm -hmm. so pretty much jesus is like yo don't you know that you're not even supposed to be working in the temple and then he basically convicts them and then he tells them uh the thing that is greater than the sabbath in the temple is finally here hinting that you know, the Messiah is here and that yeah, he is the yeah. Messiah. Yeah, he's hinting at it for mm-hmm. sure. And then to basically emphasize that Jesus, you know, that he's kind of the Messiah, he goes to the synagogue and he sees a man with a shriveled hand. I don't really know what that means. I'm guessing like messed um, up broken hand. Yeah, it's kind of, you know how like some people are born with like disabilities. So some people have like oh, yeah, not yeah. functional hands. So he's kind of like disabled, like his hand is just not working. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus pretty much just goes there and heals his hand. And then hmm. they're like, oh, why are you doing that, you know? And, and they, they start to blame it on demons. They say that he pretty much is doing it because of demons. And I'll, pretty much, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. they're like, hey, you shouldn't even you shouldn't even be working on Sabbath either. Like, it's unlawful to heal a man on the Sabbath. And then yeah. he says, I'm just going to read it because it's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Who among you, if had sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, wouldn't take hold of it and lift it out. So pretty much, if you're sheep, Jared, if you were mm-hmm. a shepherd and you had a sheep that was falling into a pit on the day of the, she- the Sabbath, would you go help your sheep? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. my, my life. I'm, exactly. I'm my money. Yeah, They cost money. They're not cheap. So, And then Jesus says, a person is worth far more than a sheep. So it mm. is lawful to do what is good on the Sabbath. So oh. I'm assuming this means if it is a good act like that, then it is lawful to do it on the Sabbath. Interesting. So you're saying the Pharisees tried to trap him by mm-hmm. saying you can't do, like you can't heal. And he was like, 
but the law permits good and you know i'm fixing this man's hand mm-hmm. so like that's good interesting okay i'm telling you jesus was sassy yeah, yeah. he's like i don't this... care about your law go ahead exactly and then this is where it gets a little dumb by the prophecies and jesus just calls them out and i love it so pretty much it starts off with they're like hey you know you have you're doing this because you're the king of the demons and everything mm-hmm. and then which which what is the king of the demons Satan. we talked yeah exactly so they they, they called him satan mm-hmm. that's crazy i didn't even highlight this which i need to but then he says to them if satan drives out satan he is divided against himself <laughs> how then would his kingdom stand yeah he's like are you guys dumb why would satan you know like why would satan drive himself out yeah exactly it's and just, uh and the, the, the translation of the version I was reading, which is in LT, um, it said basically, like, if a country is in a civil war, like, that's guaranteed to fall apart soon thereafter. He's like, so if why would Satan cast out his demons? So why would <laughs> why would Satan divide his own kingdom? Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, yeah. The Pharisees, they just they were trying everything they could to get this man to just stop. They yeah. really didn't like Jesus. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It's, you know, and you would think that because they're teaching, like, similar stuff based off, like, they're literally, yeah. Jesus was raised off of the Torah, which is what, the, the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, you would think that since they're both teaching the Old Testament, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. But, like, no, because mm-hmm. he was performing these miracles, they were like, uh-uh, no, that's Satan. Like, Do you think there was any Pharisees that were, like, with Jesus? Like, hey, you know, he's not wrong, guys. Um, or do you think they were all bad? Well, in a, the a last chapter or two, there's that one guy. He said he was a, a teacher at the synagogue, so he's a Pharisee. And he oh, came okay. up to him, and he said, hey, can you heal my servant? So he believed that Jesus was able to heal. Now, it doesn't say yeah. that necessarily that he believes it. Well, I guess – so Jesus well, you need, said – Well, you need faith to be healed. Yeah, that's true, because Jesus said, because of your belief, I will heal mm-hmm. him or, or heal her. And uh, so I love Jesus. I, right? But, like, <laughs> I guess – so, yeah, I'm sure some Pharisees did come to, to follow him and or believe him. So, so but not, not these. <laughs> no, no, these guys, yeah. they were mean. Yeah. And then Jesus starts talking about blasphemy. He says, therefore, I tell you, people will be forgiven of every single sin. So pretty, pretty much every sin, but blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the son of man. It will be forgiven. It will. It will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. For will will not be forgiven him. So pretty much, what's talking about is mm-hmm. you can speak a word against Jesus, but you cannot do it against the Holy Spirit. Do not speak mm-hmm. against the Holy Spirit. What would that even be like? Like, well, how would you like talk against the Holy Spirit? Would you just so say, I, like it's I, not I, real or? Yeah, so, like, I had a question about that, too. And I think in order to fully understand this, we have to read it in context. So going off of what we've already talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he says that anything can be forgiven except for blasphemy against the Spirit. So blasphemy with context. So what did the Pharisees call Jesus? Uh, a demon. Satan, yeah. Yeah, Satan. And so they were attributing his miracle to the power of Satan. So they were desecrating Jesus, Right. Remember what I said about blasphemy before and how it's it says when you de- yeah, when you desanctify something specifically yeah. God. So they were um, desecrating or desanctifying the power of God because they were attributing the power that they had seen of God to be Satan. So he, Jesus was saying, look, anything can be forgiven mm-hmm. except for blasphemy against the spear, which, of course, is, is God, Jesus. Um, and yeah. so. um by saying his power came from Satan, they were committing blasphemy against the spirit. And so 
I guess a modern day uh, equivalent of that would be, we hear this all too often, but Jesus is just a man or Jesus was just a prophet because they are devaluing the power of Jesus by saying he was, is just a regular man. Mm-hmm. And, and well, so that, technically he was just a regular man. Well, not the way they're kind of taking it. Yeah. So I was just talking people, about how he was a man like us. Yeah. But he was, he was a man, but he was also God. And so by saying yeah. he, he was just a man or he was just a prophet without saying that he was also God would be desanctifying him. Therefore blasphemy mm-hmm. against the spirit. Um, but I, I do want to add though, that right before this happened, so kind of like in between what I was just talking about, like with context. Um, so, They said that, or Jesus said, I had to gather my, my thoughts here, but You're good. Jesus said that only a, a man more powerful than demons can cast them out. So the spirit of God is among you, right? So he's hinting at mm-hmm. him being the Messiah yet again. Um, but then right after that, okay, he says, if you're not with me, you're against me. Um, and so that reminded me of that scene in uh, Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyways, but so, so when I was reading, I started thinking of like Anakin going, if you're not with me. Or like you were the like chosen one. Yeah, you're supposed like, to destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> I love those yeah, movies, man. Exactly, exactly. And he's like, "And you must be my enemy." <laughs> um, <laughs> and but then, yeah, you know, yeah. big fight. Exactly the the best scene in in Star Wars cinematic. Oh, history. without a doubt. Yeah, I love that. ones suck. I know, They're but so bad. I know. They 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 uh they made it too comical in my mind. Yeah, it's Disney. That's why. Exactly, but uh, I don't but know yeah. why Disney thinks they should own everything? Monopoly, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, oh, 100 percent a monopoly. But I mean, if I was the owner of that monopoly, I'd be trying well, yeah. to capitalize on it too. <laughs> um, but I mean, so he says, if you're not with me, then you're against me. So basically, mm-hmm. if you think about it, Jesus is saying, look, if you don't believe in me, then you're against me. And so he's like, that's yeah. basically. So with the Pope is what he's saying now, like, oh well. Allah is the same God, and so he's basically, you know, all these world religions, like the Pope is is seemingly, this is just me speaking, not necessarily factual, right? But it's seemingly, or it's seeming like uh, he's trying to connect. Have you ever seen the the car sticker? It's called Coexist, like C-O. I don't think uh, so. so Well, yes, I have. I've seen a t-shirt. Yeah, it's spelled out with the different world religion symbols, and so... um. Oh yeah, I know what you're I, talking about. Yeah, yeah, I disagree with that. So it's it's, but anyways, um, he's just saying like if, if if you're a part of any of those other religions or if you're a part of any other belief other than believing that I'm the Messiah, he's like you're against mm-hmm. me. And so I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of Satan's goal too. What he can't have, he distracts. So yeah. sore loser. But, exactly. But, Ever uh, since you've told me that, that's what I've just been saying. He's a sore loser, you know. He is. Yeah. Such a baby. But, I know. Wimp. <laughs> <laughs> diary of a wimpy kid right there yeah there it is <laughs> but uh keep going all right so pretty much then he talks about the fruit uh it says a tree and its fruit this one it took me a little bit to understand mm-hmm. i think because maybe i'm just slow but it's pretty much <laughs> i wouldn't say that i'm not gonna read it because there's a lot to it and i'm terrible at reading but mm-hmm. to sum it up he's saying there's mm-hmm. two type of trees a good tree and a bad tree yep. a good tree produces good fruit a bad tree produces bad fruit Yep. I also want to point out, he looks at these guys and he just says, you guys are the broad of the vipers. Like He just keeps yes. calling these guys these. Like He keeps just yes. – I love how sassy so, this dude is. Do you remember what that is referencing? Uh, it's somewhere earlier in Matthew, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Matthew chapter 3. So John the Baptist was talking to Pharisees and he called oh, them – Oh, yeah. Brood, uh, yeah, he called them a brood of vipers or you know a brood of snakes. You mm-hmm. know? 
whatever your ver- all the versions say different things, but it means the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember the explanation I gave you for what that like meant back in the day? <laughs> oh, I, no, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Um, so basically, when farmers were going to prepare their uh, land for the next harvest season or whatever, they had to burn their crops, right? And so when they burned their crops, all these snakes would come running out, but they would run out but it wouldn't be fast enough or faster than the flames. So they ended up being consumed by the very flames that they were running from. Mm-hmm. And so when he says like you brood of snakes or you uh, brood of uh, vipers or whatever, he's just acknowledging that like they, they think they're running away from the fire, which is, you know, eternal hell. Um, but they're going to end up being consumed by it because they don't lack the knowledge to get how to get away from it, you know? And so in this analogy, Jesus, of course, if we were the snake would be the one to kind of rescue us from the fire um oh that kind of goes along with the the last episode we talked about like why <laughs> um so my my thought is this is um jesus in that analogy of the snakes running from the fire he didn't create the fire the fire mm-hmm. was already going to consume the snake you and me so we're already like we're bound to hell like we are awful individuals we sin mm-hmm. every day we have awful thoughts like we are bound to go to hell but yes. Jesus would be the person to come in and save us if we're the snake. He'd pick up the snake and take us away from the fire if we choose to believe in him and that sort of thing. But uh, anyways. So, Which we should. We, I, I recommend exactly. everybody listening. We should. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is our savior for a reason. It's not because he you know, predestined us or he condemns us to hell, but rather because he's trying to save us from where we're already going. But uh, anyways, side thought. Go ahead. <laughs> Pretty much. It talks about that. The How much – the good fruit produces good trees, or no, good trees produce good fruit, and the bad trees produce bad fruit. Jesus is the good tree. He produces good fruit, you know, good people. And then the fruit, I took this a little deeper, but mm-hmm. the good fruit, fruit also has seeds in it. So the seeds can plant other trees. Mm-hmm. And then the bad fruit produces bad seeds, which, you know, we're Look playing for in Jesus' name. Look at you. And, you, you, and adding to that so when you you say bad seeds will produce bad fruit right Mm -hmm. so the seeds genetics likewise humans Mm -hmm. can have bad genetics there you go yeah i like that (laughs) okay so when when i say humans can have bad genetics i don't mean on our physical appearance but rather i mean generations you're all beautifully wonderfully made that's right but i (laughs) i just mean you know generational sin also like bad habits like you become your father. Like my dad, okay, for example, when he gets mad, he bites <laughs> his teeth together. Like he grits them and, and he talks through his teeth like that, right? Yeah. So, so what do I do being his son? When I get mad, I talk <clears> through <throat> my teeth and I grit them, right? So, um, you know, things that – anyways, things are generational. Things are genetic. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's a really good anag- analogy how you put that. But keep going. Anyway, it, says, it talks about how uh, – so it big, pretty much at the end of that, it talked about how your words do matter and how your words can affect things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's talking about how like preaching the word, so, like the bad fruit, they're going to produce, they're going to use bad preaching, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And they're going to produce more bad fruit. Yeah. And that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I, I forget what the reference, but he basically says that like, you will be judged by how you judge others. I think that's in the last chapter. Um, but I, I yeah. think what, I think uh, another way to say, I think it kind of goes along with that, you know, the mm-hmm. words that you say will either save you or condemn you to hell, mm-hmm. basically. So and it does say that it says, "For by your words will be adequated, and by your words you will be condemned." Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's right there. <laughs> yeah. And then huh. the next part, uh, thirty-eight through forty-two, it talks about the sign of Jonah, and I don't know if you read it, mm-hmm. but I had no idea oh, what this I, was about. I got you. Um, 
So <coughs> I was so confused. Yeah. So I, I'll just look at my Bible instead of my notes for this one. So um, he kind of says, you know, like he's talking to some Pharisees or teachers of religious law mm-hmm. and stuff. And they said, look, show us your authority. Like, give us a miraculous sign so that we can know who you are. Because, of course, keep in mind, he's been accused of being Satan at this point. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus simply replied, and let me know what you think about this. He said, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. Now, Mm. I don't know about you. Sounds a lot like our generation. Like, oh, if God is real, why won't he just show himself? Exactly. And so I told you once this, this, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um. Yeah, people don't realize that. Oh, oh, he wasn't real. Anyways, um, (laughs) but I told you this conversation I had with a guy one time when I was working in the ER, and he said, you know, why would um, God ask me to worship him if he was, you know, anyways. But uh, Mm -hmm. he also said, I just want God to reveal himself to me like he did to Paul, you know, because he, or I guess Saul, then Paul. Um, But, uh, and so, but then when I read this, you know. Was that a burning bush or? Well, that was uh, – so he was on the road to Damascus, and then God appeared to him in a, a burning light and actually blinded Saul for a minute. Oh, and he okay. said, look because, – because Paul was on the road to Damascus heading to kill more Christians. Yeah. And uh, he said, look, don't kill any more Christians. He said, I am their God. And he's like, look, follow me. So anyways. And then boom, that, he picked exactly. up his cross daily. <laughs> That's right. And then Paul became one of my favorite apostles. So um, – but uh, yeah. I have his so, autograph. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> um, but I have his words written on a piece of paper. Um, but <laughs> it's called you know, Bible, exactly. <laughs> um, but it says only an evil, adulterous nation. And and you know, of course, I think of America when I read that, and because all of us, I see so many people on TikTok. Not all of us, because like not you and I, but um, a lot of people are saying, "Look, God, show yourself to me." But then, why do you think? This is my question. Why do you think it's saying an adulterous generation, evil, adulterous generation? Because we're all committing adultery. I mean, if you look around the world, we've normalized mm-hmm. sex. We've normalized men with men, women with women. We've just normalized sex before marriage. We've yep. just normalized this thing to, like, people look forward to it now. Yep. And I, I definitely agree with that. Because that's, you know, on a physical level. But I think also on a spiritual level, we're committing mm-hmm. adultery. Because, like, oh, we yeah, have, lust. like, it's terrible. Everyone's, it, like, dressing just with nothing, pretty much. Yeah. And we're all like taking pictures with nothing. It's just mm-hmm. it's, it's sure. insane. Yeah. And but like on a spiritual level, I mean, no, nobody except for I mean, I, I'm going to say devout Christians here, but nobody except for them truly have um, loyalty to their spirit, whatever it may be that yeah. they're believing in. And so it says, you know, only an evil, which, of course, we know what evil is adulterous generation because people are are uh, on a spiritual level are cheating on God with mm-hmm. uh, with other let's just say zodiac signs because that's based off of Babylonian. They're gods. making things their idols. Exactly. I'm Ooh, about that. That's right. It comes into play a good bit, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That um, book has been coming in hand so much lately. That's good. That's how it you is know. Insane. That's how you know you, you need to be reading it. Oh yeah. When you can apply it, you know. And I, I go lie. I, <laughs> I went to bed last night and I didn't yeah. read, and I uh-huh. kind of felt convicted when I woke up. I was like, ooh. Oh, I should have read, read last yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, but getting back into about the Jonah thing. So then he says, the only sign I'll give this evil adulterous generation is this. Uh, the sign I'll give them is the sign of the prophet of Jonah. And so if you're familiar with the story of Jonah, um, basically he was, God told him to go to this city called Nineveh and preach the, uh, 
word of God to them. And he's like, nah, I don't want to. He's like Nineveh or the whatever the Ninevites, if that's what they're called. He's mm-hmm. like, they, they don't like me. They don't like you. It's a very sinful uh, area. And so he refused. He hopped on a boat. Anyways, long story short, he got swallowed by a whale um, or well, what we presume to be a whale, a great fish. Um, and he was in the belly of it for three days and three nights until it, got, it spat him out. And uh, then he took that as a sign and uh, went to go speak to Nineveh because I think it actually washed him up on the shores of Nineveh. Uh, yeah, if I remember right. And uh, so um, then here's what's interesting. Okay. He's, in verse 40, it says, For as Jonah was in the belly of a great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. So the same he with is, the tomb, right? Yeah, so he's hinting. Sweet, I'm smart. <laughs> he's hinting at his death. I think this is the first time that he's hinted at it. Yeah, death. that is. And uh, so, because nobody, uh, so keep in mind at this point, all of the Jews that, uh, you know, that believe the Messiah is coming, they all believe that they are going to, this Messiah is going to free them from the Romans. They don't think mm-hmm. he's going to have to, he's not going to die. They think he's going to save him from the Romans. So by hinting that he's going to die, it's kind of like, wait a second. Why, why would he have to die? Like, is he actually going to save us? <laughs> um, but yeah. And so <laughs> then it goes on to talk about in verse 41, you know, the Nineveh and all that stuff. And uh, basically it says the people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it for they repented, yada, yada, yada. Um, but now someone, he says, but now someone greater than Jonah is here talking of himself. And he says, but yet you still refuse to repent. Like, I'm right here yeah. before you. I've done all these miracles, but yet you still choose to not repent. Like, you're being ridiculous. He said, even the people of Nineveh repented, and they didn't have me there. I wasn't doing miracles. Mm. So Jonah was just preaching the, the, the word, and he saved all of them. But yet, you know, you see me do miracles, and you still don't believe. Like, y'all are whack. Mm. And then, uh, and it basically says that again with a different example. And then, um, But yeah, so... I guess that, that – does that kind of explain – Oh, yeah that, that made a, yeah, that made a lot of sense. Okay, cool. And the, and, so the next passage here, uh, 43 through, I don't know, 45, it mm-hmm. sort of reminded me of when we talked to Madeline because she brought this up. She says, did. When unclean spirits come out – so it's talking about when someone is possessed and they get the demon out. It says, when an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for a place and it doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from returning and it finds a house vacant, swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings it with seven other spirits more evil than itself. And it enters and settles down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. Hmm. So that's talking. To, and then wait, what's that say? And then how it will also be with anyway, it's pretty much spirit. I was confused. So, yeah, that only happens when it's how does that work? So like, how do they come back with seven more? So and basically what, what's happening is, is first I want to look at the verses individually. Then I'll talk about the context, I guess. So individually it's saying when an evil spirit is cast out of a person, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to get mad. They're going to leave. They're going to get seven more of their more evil friends and their bring them pals. back. Exactly. And then okay. they're going to come back with a vengeance and then they will reinstate their position in that house. So, mm-hmm. but now let's look at the context. So in the context, like I said, you know, kind of some, it's literally right here next to the Jonah stuff. So he's talking to these people that want to see this miraculous sign. And so what he's saying is like, look, if you are one of these people that are asking to see this miraculous sign for proof of that, I am the Messiah. um, Speak, of course, I'm speaking as Jesus. I'm not saying I'm the Messiah by any means. (laughs) Um, But uh, he's saying that I don't want to pull a a Stephen Furtick supposedly, but um, I don't remember him saying that ever. 
I haven't seen like I've just seen the clips of it, but uh, I no. don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I'm kind of indifferent because, like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I can't make mm. a decision. But um, so anyways, he's saying like, look, if you are this kind of people, he said, because your country is so wicked, you cast them out originally one time, and then now um, your country or your evil, let's see, uh, evil generation is what it says. And that's who's going to experience the sevenfold demons. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not just for, you know, casting out demons. It's also for the people that live in this evil, adulterous generation that demand a miraculous sign. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, um, And then the next part is pretty cool. Uh, to sum it up, at the end, they basically say, hey, Jesus, you know, um, your mother and brother are here. And then he says... Who is my brother? Or who is my mother? And who are my? Let me restart that. Who are my mother? Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? Stretching out his hand towards his disciples, and he said, "Here are my here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister mm-hmm. and mother." So if yep. we do God's will, if we do, you know, like that, like like I say all the time, this is mm-hmm. a relationship, not a religion. That's right. So, pretty much, Jesus is my brother. Whoop, whoop. But he's also That's your father. <laughs> well, yeah. And he's Love also that. my spirit. Love the Trinity. <laughs> it's, all, it's all confusing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you glorify God and you mm-hmm. do the will of the Father, which, of course, doing the will is glorifying God, then Jesus looks at you and says, you're family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty neat. You know how? And, you know, it is pretty neat. There's people, of course, Thankfully, I was blessed to have – I still have family that's living and stuff, but there's people out there that have no family, mm-hmm. um, nobody related, nobody – no immediate family, no nothing. And so I don't know. If, if one of you are like that, any of the listeners, just know that with Christ, you have family. You have both him, of course, but you also have the, the church, and by that I mean – Oh, yeah, the church is one Christ. of the greatest families. I'll tell you what. If you find <laughs> the right help. church, they are family, dude. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, and I know a lot of people are church hurt too, and that's a big reason why they leave the uh-huh. the, the faith. Um, and you know, I, I get that, but the thing is, Jesus isn't the one that hurt them; it was the church. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. Like just because a church hurt you, doesn't mean it was Jesus's fault. You know, yeah. so yeah, family makes know. family makes mistakes, but God uh-huh. doesn't. Oh, aim t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> for real, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's where it ends. Sorry, what was that? I spaced out for a second. No, you're good. I said it. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's where it ends. Yeah, that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have uh, any questions or anything you want to – questions, comments, concerns? No, I'm, I, I got it all there, man. Sweet, man. All right. Well, uh, go ahead and close us out in prayer. And, right. uh, Dear Heavenly ahead. Father, thank you again for letting us be able to talk about you, God. Thank you for letting us share your word, God. I know that in some areas of the world, Lord, that uh, we cannot do that. So I am very thankful and blessed that we have the opportunity to share your word on your platform, God. Um, I want to bless everybody that's going through a hard time, Lord, right now. Let them know that you are there and you and you love them, God. And let them know that just if they just keep having faith in you, you will help them move, Lord. Um, please let this podcast reach the right people, Lord, like always. Um, and like I always say, let it go out and plant a forest in your name, God. Uh, We love you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for everything you have given us. And amen. Amen. All right. Well, with all that being said, thank you all again for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next time. We post uh, 
really four episodes a week, two times a week. We post mm-hmm. on typically Mondays and Thursdays. Um, but yeah, so or I guess the nights. So don't expect to don't expect to pull up uh, yeah, you know, on, on your way to on your way to work Monday morning and have a new yeah. episode. Yeah, try Tuesday morning. You'll have it then. There Friday you go. Morning. Um, but uh, and also be sure to check out our socials. We got TikTok. We got Instagram. We also oh, got yeah. clothing. So uh, if y'all are barren, say you just gave away your shirt and your jacket because that's what Christ tells us to do. <laughs> uh, say you just gave it away and you need another one. Follow, think of us and uh, go ahead and check out. Like you can find the links to those things on our socials on specifically Instagram. Um, so if you want to find our Instagram, it's Yolt Y O L T Christian Podcast. But anyways, thank y'all for tuning in. Hope y'all have a great evening, great morning, wherever you're at in your day, and Godspeed.